Just coming up the uh, the controversy recently regarding a company, Sinclair Technologies. Story yesterday, the House of Commons Industry and Technology Committee is going to study how this firm, with ties to China, was previously awarded RCMP communications work. So this is uh, a study into the 2021 deal. This company uh, received a $549,000 contract, contract for RCMP radio communications work. The RCMP suspended that contract last Thursday after this controversy. Because as was first reported by the CBC, uh, the company's parent company had been purchased by Hytera Communications. And the Chinese government owns a significant chunk of that company. As a result, uh, that company is blacklisted in the U.S. over national security concerns. So how was it then that a company with ties to China would be receiving a contract to do communications work for the RCMP? Our next guest argues uh, in an op-ed in the Globe and Mail that this whole controversy uh, has exposed our naivete. When it comes to the risks of Chinese technology, Margaret McQuaig Johnston, a former senior federal official and a senior fellow at the Graduate School of Public and International Affairs at the University of Ottawa. Margaret, great to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Rob. It's good to be back. So as I mentioned, this uh, committee is going to study how this happened. But uh, I mean, your assessment of that question, how did something like this happen? Well, Sinclair was a, a Canadian company making tele, telecom radio uh, communications equipment for many years until um, its parent company, as you say, Norsat, was sold to Hytera. And this is something that the, the Harper uh, government had blocked. But when Trudeau came into power, he wanted to demonstrate that uh, Canada was open for business with China, and so he allowed the, the sale uh, and and didn't bother to have a, a national security review done of it. And uh, and so now we have a situation where um, they, it's believed that they're using Hytera, their their parent company's um, components in what they're installing in Canada, and it's installed in Saskatchewan and um, and Ontario. I think in Ontario it's likely in the Ottawa area, since that's where the RCMP focuses its uh, its role. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think, you know, they were used to buying Sinclair equipment in the past, but now um, the prices have been dropping of the Sinclair equipment, uh, this is why they can get these contracts uh, and underbid Canadian companies, um, but they've got these uh, Chinese components, and that's never a good idea when you're talking about um, our, our police agencies and radio frequencies that are actually kept very secret. Um, you know, only a few people have access to the radio frequencies codes that mm-hmm. the RCMP uses. And uh, and now this company and its employees have that access. Right. So the, the security risks seem pretty obvious, uh, which, again, begs the question of, of how all of this is being missed. And, and unfortunately, even if this might prove to be a wake up call, as you point out in your piece, uh, we, we have, we've had previous instances like this. And maybe those should have been the wake up call. Right. So this isn't the first time that something like this has happened. 
No, and uh, you could really see that the government, uh, the the ministers had been blindsided. The prime minister seemed to be livid. The opposition um, members and and opposition leaders were all uh, upset about it. Everybody's on the same page that this shouldn't have happened. There was a case uh, a couple of years ago of a company called Nuketech, which is a Chinese company that got the contract to put screening equipment, kind of the airport screening equipment that that you see um, in airports, um, in 170 embassies and consulates around the world, Canadian embassies. And, uh, And so that equipment would be able to see what you have in your briefcase and would record that. Uh, as it's going through a machine and and whatever else uh, they can capture, and uh, and so when that was discovered, the ca- the contract it hadn't yet been installed. The contract was cancelled, and then a parliamentary committee looked into what had happened there and gave a whole series of recommendations of of how this should not happen in the future, saying that any future such contracts have to assess the risk of uh, to our national security. At the beginning of the procurement process, there have to be stronger checklists for security and a whole supply chain integrity assessment, assessment, a whole series of recommendations went into the government uh, last year, and then an election was called. Another, nothing ever happened. So I expect that the, the, this report is going to come back again, because if they had followed these recommendations, um, then this this uh, Sinclair contract wouldn't have happened. Right. So why why weren't they heated? What what is this naivete then that that you allude to in your piece that has sort of guided the government up until this point? Well, I think we need to understand that the the Liberal government has a very, very long tradition of friendship with China, uh, going back to when the Prime Minister was a, a child and went with his father on a state visit to China. This has been their DNA. And they have also uh, strong business connections with the Liberal Party. So there's an openness to, to begin with. And it's been kind of painful for the government to, um, to see all of the mounting evidence on Chinese technology and take action. It took more than three years for them to make a decision on Huawei. Fortunately, in the end, they made the right decision. But um, then, you know, not paying close attention to this whole issue of procurement is, I, I think, goes to the fact that, you know, they that it's kind of a sleepy uh, approach to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a big wake-up call, I think. You know, I think uh, ministers and the prime minister are, are uh, concerned. They haven't canceled the contract That's yet. That's right, though. it's suspended, yeah. Yeah, and so I've recommended that it be canceled, and in fact, I've recommended that what what's there be ripped out and replaced with other technology. And um, and I'm hoping that's what we'll see, given that um, the political level, at least, we don't know about the bureaucracy, but the political level is, uh, is uh, all on the same page that this uh, should never have happened. And beyond that, you know, we, I mentioned the, uh, this uh, Commons Committee is going to look specifically at this deal, but, you know, you suggest we need a, a much bigger operation that goes beyond this company and this contract. Right. So 
Um, we have other Chinese technology in Canada that's uh, ubiquitous. It's, it's uh, for example, um, you know, video cameras on government buildings that are Chinese, that the Chinese have access then to the images of who's going in and out of those buildings. Uh, the company uh, Lorax, who is bought by Dahua, which uh, has now used its own equipment under the Lorax brand. The Lorax had been Canadian, but now it's all Dahua uh, equipment. Um, another called Hike Vision is the same, and Hike Vision is deeply implicated in the Uyghur genocide. Uh, it's their uh, their uh, video cameras and Huawei video cameras are everywhere in, in the Uyghur region of, of China. So um, these uh, companies pose a, a security risk as well. Yeah. Um, and so we need to at least start with um, a ban of Canadian government procurement from these companies. ZTE is another. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then we need to look more broadly at their, their operations here in Canada. Um, and, you know, we need to see ex- exactly what they're doing uh, and, you know, whether they're uh, being above board. Certainly, Putting DAFA equipment under the Lorax brand, I would suggest, is not um, is is trying to put bring Chinese technology in under what everybody assumes is Canadian technology. We'll leave it there. We'll see what comes of all of this, but uh, hopefully, some steps in the right direction. Margaret, I always appreciate the insight. Thanks for making some time for us here. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.